Some days just look better than others, don't they? For example, the last episode I recorded, the last time I was lying in this hammock, actually, um, it was, I don't know, mid-twenties? Might have been about 26 degrees Celsius. Today, it is about 14 degrees at the moment. I think it's going to be a top of 18. And I have put on my tracksuit pants, socks, a ridiculous hat, and a, um, my Kathmandu jacket, which is like an olive green, sort of an olive green colour, and I've had it for so long now that every time I put it on, I think maybe I should get a new jacket. Not because there's anything wrong with this. There is a hole, actually, in the top pocket, which isn't a big deal. Um, it's one of those coats that has the hood in the in the um, collar, and so you can just get it out when you need to. And to be fair, that hood is a little bit too... Like, it's not long enough in the neck. So any time I put it on, I feel like it's, it's restricting my head movement. I don't really like it. So there is that. Maybe I should get a new jacket. But the main reason I think I should get a new jacket is because this is the one I wear when I go camping or go out the bush or go away on holidays. It's made from recycled Coke bottles or PET bottles or whatever. But that's not why I... That's not why I take it with me, clearly. Um... I take it with me because it's easy to pack. It's It dries quickly. Um, it doesn't need a lot of cleaning. So that means that um, it's in every single photo or any photo of me in a temperate climate. <laughs> Over the last 20 years, I've probably been wearing this jacket. And uh, I don't want to look back on all these photos. And I'm, it's too late, isn't it? I've just realized it's too late. Uh, who cares? It doesn't... You know what? Not really important. But anyway, I'm wearing that jacket. And um, i tell you what, though. It does feel really good to be back in the hammock. And I really wanted to... Um, I wanted to be in it. Was it yesterday? Or maybe on the weekend. The weekend was quite nice weather. Anyways, I'm here now. And... Boy, has my brain been overactive um, this week. And by overactive, I don't mean solving life's biggest problems or um, creating something brilliant. What I mean is it's just been thinking about so many different things that I can't keep track of it and and nor should I. Probably time I did the intro. Welcome to One Man, One Hammock, where I lie in a hammock and I attempt to sleep. But before I do have a little snooze, I record one thought. Well, that's the intention. Um, there's a good possibility 
that the thought will either be incomplete or it'll be more than one thought. Um, there's also the real probability that I will not drop off to sleep at all. Definitely not during the episode and probably not after. And it's just started to rain. However, the beauty of this setup is I'm under my daughter's cubby. So the hammock is, um, is protected. It's still bloody cold. I find I get, I have a lot of thoughts because I think I'm trying to hold on to something good that I've heard or something that I think will help me or it's, it's a bit like the, um, you know, when you, when you bookmark a page or um, you save something to your home screen or, or if you, <laughs> on your computer, your desktop is just full of, of icons of things that you've saved. So, yeah, I think that's why I'm always trying to like... Um, remember something that I thought would be really helpful and um, and funnily enough I came across this this quote that the mind is for having ideas not for holding them I found that really helpful so then I, I wanted to add that to my list of um, things to never forget because that one will be really helpful and funnily enough I forgot it until just moments ago and I think the one of the reasons um, I can be overwhelmed with thought is because I'm not using my mind, let's say correctly, or in the way that it was designed to be used. Ah, the sun has just come out. It has stopped raining. The birds are singing. Yeah, so I've been looking into the brain. (laughs) I've been reading about the brain. I've not been looking into anyone's brain. I've been reading about the brain. And it's occurred to me that we know... We know that... Or we're told that we only use 10% of our brain and that our brain is you know, better than the best computer in the world and the amount of things that it can do and do it once and to what level and all the calculations it's got to make just, I don't know, just to make a cup of tea or drive a car. Uh, And I think because of that knowledge, we just think it's capable of anything, anywhere, anytime. And what I'm discovering is that it just functions better in certain situations. Um, And it needs, uh, you know, you can program your brain by habits, you know, things that you do regularly. And unfortunately, you can um, unintentionally program it to not be kind to you. Uh, So I think what I'm saying is, 
our brains are overrated. <laughs> I think what I'm saying is uh, we place too much faith in our brains. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what I'm saying is we have a supercomputer in our skull and we're not, we're not using it properly. It's like, um, <laughs> I remember at, at uh, high school in Victoria when they were called high schools before they were called secondary colleges, which sounds, secondary colleges sound, uh, it's way more upmarket, isn't it? But when they were just plain old high schools, um, the, f- the first high school I went to, I was there for one year, so year seven, first year of high school. And um, they had these new computers called Apple Macs. And I can't remember which model it was. I know what it looks like. In fact, I think when we were in Sydney a couple of years ago, we are in some sort of museum. I'm pretty sure there was, there was one in there. Um, anyway, it had the tiny little square screen in like a rectangular sort of small box and a floppy disk drive in the front of it. But, you know, in its day, a powerful computer. But I think all, all we used to do on them was, like, play with a stick figure army or something. I can't, something, like, mundane like that. So, yeah, maybe that's my brain sometimes. It's like I've got this computer there and I'm, I'm just using it to play Pong. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, the thought, yeah, getting back to the thought, which is being overwhelmed by thought, and that, uh, yeah, the mind is for holding ideas. No, see, that's my problem. I can't even get the quote right. It's for having ideas, not holding them. So having them, working through them, So I guess that means that if you have an idea, you need to start acting upon it. Otherwise, you will be holding that thought in your mind. All right, see, this is where it gets complicated because life isn't a laboratory, is it? You have all sorts of interruptions and responsibilities and things you've got to do. If you have an amazing thought or an idea, uh, you can't always execute it or follow it through at the time because you might have had it while you're in the toilet at work and it has nothing to do with ablutions or your work. (laughs) I had an idea this week, a comedy bus, and I'm sure there's comedy buses around or or maybe someone else had the idea and they spent a lot of money and it failed miserably but um yeah I guess I need to write it down so I'm not holding that thought so that it's I'm using my mind properly my mind which is intrinsically linked to my brain which may or may not be overrated, certainly underutilised. <laughs> i got to tell you, there's something about being in a hammock. The motion of 
even when you just readjust your position, it sways from side to side, just ever so slightly. And it's very comforting, very comforting. (sighs) This isn't even an expensive hammock. I don't know how much you could pay for a hammock. I don't know how much is too much to pay, but I think this is probably $20, maybe 30. And it's lasted quite a while. It's, it's, it's a sort that, um, it nearly cocoons you when you're in it. Very different to the one that I take camping, which is um, a lot flatter, more robust, has a couple of pieces of timber at either end, and you can fit a couple of people on it. Um, I like that one. I can play guitar while I'm on that one. This one would be a bit too squishy, I think, if you were going to try and have an instrument in here. Unless you're playing something obnoxious like a flute. Um, (laughs) Did I say flute? I meant recorder. Oh man, I really need to have a, have a nap. So I guess, if nothing else, this episode is proving that it's possible to have too many thoughts. Definitely um, having them at once is bad. Um, Not doing anything with the thoughts is also not a great idea. And also that holding thoughts and ideas in your mind is unhealthy. And getting back momentarily to what I was um, referring to or talking about earlier about... um, about the brain and some things that I've been learning in the past few weeks, a couple of months actually, about the brain, um, is that one of the ways that you can inadvertently be um, doing yourself a disservice is by having the same thought over and over again. And this can happen when you don't realize it. It's a bit like having a dream. You know, you have a recurring dream or within a dream itself, it's the same thing happening over and over again. And you, you wake up and, uh, and you, especially if you haven't remembered that dream, you can wake up really stressed. And if you have remembered the dream, you also wake up stressed. But at least you can attribute that to something. So, yeah, if you find that in your daily life you're having the same thoughts over and over and over again and you're not doing anything about them, whether they're good, bad or otherwise, they could be a good thought. But if you're not doing anything about them, then um, that ruminating is actually really unhealthy. And so that does fall into this idea of the mind 
is for having ideas, not for holding them. And so maybe the step beyond holding an idea is thinking about it over and over again, that same thought, and just wearing, you're not wearing down your brain, but you're, you're reinforcing um, a neural pathway um, that at some point you will need to retrain your brain out of or um, give it a new more positive pathway through action and um, and it probably wasn't that long ago from my understanding that that idea or that theory about neural pathways and you know you can unintentionally create ones that aren't good for you it wasn't that long ago that that was just the theory and that and you know over time some theories get reinforced and others get debunked and I guess due to uh, medical science and um, how quickly that's been um, growing and expanding and being able to measure um, what's going on in in parts of the brain and uncover things a little bit more and I've got to tell you I'm not a doctor uh, but you'll find this information is is readily available now way 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 more than it was even just a few years ago and that's because it takes a while for this stuff to you know to make it in front of lay people like ourselves well I'll speak for myself like me before it comes up in my social feed <laughs> um, you know well you start looking for something and, and you'll find it won't you um, don't we know that in this day and age hello Dr Google or worse um, I'm the last person that should be talking about neuroplasticity um, or the brain <laughs> I mean I'm in a hammock <laughs> Oh my goodness. But yeah, it's um this this whole idea about retraining your brain and why? Well, because yeah, you can have thoughts. Um we know that you can have thoughts that aren't helpful, but if they're happening over and over again and they don't have to be like evil thoughts or anything, they could just be the fact that you're not actioning something that you really need to. So the connection between holding thoughts and not doing anything about them and then how that actually affects us physically. So there are many, many studies now that can point undeniably to a connection between what's happening in your brain and your physical well-being and I just find that mind-blowing and (laughs) for for many reasons one being that there's there's cultures across this entire planet that have known this stuff and they haven't needed medical science um, to prove it you know, so they 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 already know. So even at that level, it's pretty amazing.
I don't know if I'm any closer to having less thoughts or um, taking action on on them or maybe I need to just remember that the mind is for having ideas not holding them maybe that's maybe that is the takeaway from today for me that's why my desktop on the computer is full of bits and pieces and why there's you know 300 um, 300 apps on on my phone <laughs> or you know this is why there was a gazillion sticky notes around my room when I was uh, when I was in high school trying to motivate myself you know because I was getting it out of my mind I was getting was getting all these things out of the brain and then you just end up looking at a wall of all these sticky notes and that is overwhelming it's like um, walking into you know the villain's room and there's just newspaper clippings all over the wall and bits of string and um, sharpie markers um, just drawn all over the all over the wall it's a little overwhelming I am not ready for sleep although it has been another uh, it has been a nice relaxing moment of reflection in the hammock talk to you next time